Ladies and gentlemen, dudes and dudettes, boys, men, women, children of all ages, all the way live, hailing from L.A., California, yay, home of the palm trees and chronic leaves, some call it Grandzilla or Top Chef Tony, I call it the champion they say your mind is a terrible thing to waste They say mine is a terrible team to face On my grind it's unbearable cream to chase I'ma shine though whatever it seem to take They say your mind is a terrible thing to waste They say mine is a terrible team to face On my grind it's unbearable cream to chase I'ma shine, it's about to Little bit of jewelry on, no choke chain though Couple rocks here and there but no rainbow Turn off the lights, it's the same glow as chopper high beam through your room What's going on, people? We are back at it again with the High Bud Tenders Podcast. It is me, Jarrell, and I have my partner in crime, my road dog, Rocky. What's going on, Rocky? What's going on, Jarrell? How are you doing, man? How have you been? I, I am doing awesome, man. Hanging in there, just, you know, smoking through everything. That's about it. Excellent. We got a real awesome guest with us today, Sleepy Joe, Bud Tender Award winner. What's going on, dude? Oh, beautiful, beautiful. How are you guys today? Oh, man, we're doing great. Real good. I worked today at the dispensary. Did you dispense today, sir? I did. I did. Every so day, five days week. a week. <laughs> <laughs> so what are, you, what are your hours at your dispensary? By the way, where do you work? Uh, I work at Buddha's Wellness Center uh, on the coast of Oregon. It's in Port Orford. Town's like 1,100 people. Oh, okay, nice. Yeah, and no, we're, is that a recreational or just medical? Dispensary? We're both med and rec. Okay. In Oregon, there's only about three stores that are strictly medical left. Everybody else went both or just recreational. Right on. So real quick, if you can say a quick story, or it doesn't have to be quick, where did you get mm-hmm. the name Sleepy Joe from? Well, it's funny. Uh, this can be really quick. Uh, I was a commercial fisherman for about five years. My first trip out, uh, normally people don't understand that they're tubs we do for a long line hunt. It's like 200 hooks in the tub. Well, I fell asleep coiling those back <laughs> and I woke up with like a hundred hooks on my head. Oh, oh shit. shit. Yeah. And then all the line got ripped off the boat. So after that, that's lo and behold, Sleepy Joe. Sleepy <laughs> Joe. And how did you end up getting in the cannabis industry? Well, I moved... I lived back east for a long time. I kind of bounced around. Uh, my mom got sick, and she was on a lot of opiates. They were just going to get her actually up to one of those morphine pumps. And uh, I decided to drop everything and move back here to Oregon, and I started growing for her, getting her on topicals and tinctures. And It's tough because she was a cop in the military for like 26 oh. years. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. did that take to convince her to try it? Yeah, that was it was pretty much try it or you're going to be an addict for the rest of your life. And being a cop, she saw what she saw, and that wasn't an option. Right. Yes. As a morphine pump, that's no joke. Yeah, no, it was uh, the VA. She has some real bad nerve damage, and the VA just decided to pump her full of opiates. I mean, it, it, they do it to a lot of people, but. Oh, I know. My dad died in a VA hospital, so I believe me when I tell you, uh, I can surely account to that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no good, no good. And thankfully, they're starting to learn a little bit, but it's it's up to people like us behind the counters to actually start that, so. 
Yo, absolutely. Yeah, we always take this job really, really seriously. It's not just a, you know, bartending job. Like we always say, it's a bud-tending job. It's, you have to have some knowledge and background. It, it, it's nice to see that people are starting to take that part serious. That's kind of a pet peeve of mine. I mean, anybody can be a drug dealer. If you got to be a bud tender, you need to know something. That definitely makes sense. Um, so you're a, a bud tender award winner. What category did you win? I was actually blessed to win the Dr. Cannabis Award for the hey. medical knowledge. Right on. That's uh, it's something I, I kind of keep close to the chest at work. I don't talk about it a whole lot because uh, no, it's 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 super humbling to win that, especially when you know the people that you were up against. Yeah. Um, as some super talented and really caring individuals, you know. That's a big deal, though, to be you know the doctor or the um, that doctor award because. Heck yeah. It's just not, you know, helping people have a good time. You're helping people live a better life. Right. So like, that's a big deal. That's that to me, that's uh, oh, my my family doesn't like it. But to me, that's better than a paycheck. You see somebody come in and they're trying not to cry, telling you, hey, this helped. Or can we work on this a little bit better? You know, yeah, almost makes you want to cry. Yeah, it does sometimes. I'll admit it. I, I get choked up at work. <laughs> Oh, for sure. Your little spot is so cute. I love it. So how big is that space that you're working in right now? 900 square feet, uh, front to back. That's safes, bathroom, office, all of it. That is awesome, dude. It is wonderful. If you ever get a chance, please get a moment and take a look at that dispensary because even if you go online, you can see some pictures. It is 100% 100% grassroots looking. I love it. I love the organic part of it because it really kind of um, sings that cannabis uh, song. You know what I mean? It's amazing. We appreciate the really kind words. That's that's kind of our goal is to keep medicine at the forefront. That's why I use the term. It's recreational medicine now. You know, mm-hmm. if anything, rec becoming open, it allowed everybody in the the shadows that didn't want to talk about medical cannabis, they're able to come into shops now without going to their doctor or a card to get that ball rolling. Yeah. So have you, have you been to other States that are like rec or medical? Uh, I went to, um, I went down in Nevada. That was, that's the only place I've been. And actually it was planet 13. Every time we left the hotel. (laughs) (laughs) How'd you, what'd you think about, I, uh, the variety out here versus where you're at. Well, the variety is pretty much the same. I mean, granted, we have much more open laws. Uh, as far as edibles, you guys have us on limits. We're 50 a package, you're 100. Um, but I can get tinctures at my shop that are 1,000 milligrams. No, that's awesome. All THC? Yeah, all straight THC. Nice. Um, and for us, as far as price difference... That's 90 bucks out the door for you. Right. You know, and as opposed to like our top shelf at my shop, it's 35 bucks an eighth. Sheesh. Wow. And that's, that's straight crazy, crazy indoor from Portland. I mean, some of the best oh, stuff I've yeah. ever seen. Yeah. You the, can I tell you some of the best bud ever, like coming out of Colorado, um, coming out of Utah. I mean, there's just some really good bud being grown. So do you guys get a lot of uh, 
just uh, do you do do they do any hydroponics out those uh, out there? Oh yeah, definitely. I actually grew hydro when I was first starting the medical part for my mom. So that's that when you get into there, that's the stuff that people are charging pretty high dollar for. It's a farmer's market right now up mm -hmm. in Oregon, anyway. Would that be a thirty-five dollar ace? Yeah, no. See, we keep everything at thirty-five, whether it costs us two thousand dollars a pound or a thousand dollars a pound. If it's up on that shelf, that's where it's straight at. I can't believe it. That's amazing. Yeah, and then well, you guys would love Friday. Uh, we pretty much go forty-seven percent off every Friday on flour. What? Jeez, oh, oh, Louise. Yeah, we have uh, our top shelf is at one fifty an ounce that day. Oh, and that's out the door, huh? Yeah, no, tax included. Man. All the prices we give are straight out. Yeah, man. That's it's, amazing. It's totally different out here. <laughs> yeah, that's, it, it was quite an eye-opener to go from my little shop to seeing, like, your guys' front entrance is as big as my whole bedroom <laughs> and front lobby, <laughs> you know. So, it, But it was interesting to see that the feeling there was almost the exact same, where you felt welcome right when you walked in. The person wasn't like a Walmart greeter. It was a welcome to where you're supposed to be kind of thing. Nice. That's amazing. That's that, that experience. Yeah, I, that's, that's what I enjoyed. Makes me feel good, too, that you got that experience for sure. It's it's crazy to see the differences. Uh, for our limits, like it's 50 milligrams a bucket for wild. I went down there, and I was stoked because at least I could get a 100-milligram breakfast. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like um, the uh, when we get customers from like Oregon and they see our wilds, they they kind of trip out. They're like, "Whoa, these it, are five milligrams, right?" I'm like, "No, they're ten milligrams." Mm -hmm. like, you get ten of them? I'm like, "Yeah, I thought that was normal." Oh no, no, uh, everything is straight fifty unless you're a mad patient, and then you get a hundred milligram for edibles. But this is why I say it's recreational medicine. Now you all have access to FECO or RSO, most people call it. Yeah. And that's, that's eight, 900 milligrams, but it's medicine that you have to be explained. Otherwise you can really overdo it fast. For real. Right. Yeah. You're that, that'll be your tolerance blower for sure. Yeah. That ruined me. <laughs> yeah. No, I know people, I have um, a lot of patients that are uh, cancer patients and they're up to like four and five syringes a week. You know, one gram. Yeah, 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 for my for my seizures and stuff, I, I use it every morning. That and a full tincture of Delta Nine, full dropper. And then I go to work. Yeah, exactly. So it's it's just their pain management. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of hard to uh, try to get them to move from that point. At that point, where do you go? You know what I'm saying? It it is a difficult situation, but that's why it's always nice to keep that ball moving and showing people that hey sometimes you got to take a break not a tolerance break but a break from that and try to find something else with the terpenes like that you know just break up the levels and try to keep the body moving together kind of thing right so you just mentioned terpenes do you guys have um, testing when it comes to terpenes it's not required mm. so it's uh that's like probably cultivators do it it's all depends how much you want to pay for testing. That's really what it comes down to. Gotcha. And it's kind of sad that uh, 
it, after going to different states, especially going to the Bud Tender Awards and seeing the requirements for a what it became to be a Bud Tender or to, uh, to label a product, I really think Oregon can take a lot from you guys and from Washington and even Colorado. We're yeah. we're very lax. Yeah, because I feel uh, like well, it definitely helps um, a lot when it comes to patient consulting, being able to describe certain terpenes. So I'm curious. I'm always curious to know how other um, bud tenders in other states kind of deal with that without having that that information. As far as in Oregon, this is where I was saying it comes to personal want and care on how much you want to help someone because it's not required. Anybody with $100 can be a bud tender. Right. And it, that's, it, it wasn't as aggravating to me until I started getting, when I first started, I felt like almost a snake oil salesman because I knew this helped, but I couldn't explain to you or feel comfortable because I didn't know if it was true. That's why this whole knowledge hunger started. You know, I didn't want to so, be another one of those guys. Would you say your knowledge base is mostly like, you medicating yourself to see what this particular flower does, you know, is that kind of the guidance level that you give to, because honestly, the personal uh, consumption, giving your personal experience of consumption is just as good as looking at any other terpene. You know what I mean? You could mm-hmm. tell people how you absolutely felt, you know, while you were doing that. And if you're an avid smoker, you kind of tell that it was pain alleviating or, you know what I mean? Like it made me feel a little bit more sedative or made me feel more happy. You know what I'm saying? So that's a huge part of the week, actually just trial and error through products. I've, I've even tried to give myself the hypermesis because I've been doing research on it. I tried to like really dump THC and cannabinoids in my system and I just couldn't reach it, you know, but you are right. I, I try to put my body through anything that I'm going to advise you to do. Okay. That that's okay. So mostly it's based on this personal experiences that you have that you can and actually I, present that knowledge. Yes. And then some anecdotal evidence like we all use, you know, oh, from yeah, the, sure. the patients that yeah. we've had before. Yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, do you guys often utilize any of the, um, additional applications out there like leafly and you know uh, leafly as a resource or can ed well i i use leafly once in a while but i'm very leery on it just because it, it's pretty much just like a general blanket of this is what you need to know um right where i i've really go into schools and research and then i try to help people with that i'll give them pamphlets if they want information uh, websites. I, I don't want them to walk out with a, this is an indica and this is a sativa. Yeah. It, to yeah. me, that's like, do you want fruit or vegetables? Yeah. There's a lot, there's a lot in there and it does a lot of different stuff. <laughs> right. Exactly. And, yeah. And I think to lean towards um, Darrell's point, we utilize terpenes in that way. Um, it's just a helpful tool. Uh, because, you know, you can kind of get into a little bit more of the scientific basis on, you know, the flavor palette, basically, of the terpenes on the bud. You know what I mean? The actual essential oil. Yeah, so, see, that's where my brain goes flavonoid. You know what I mean? It, it, 
my brain just shoots so many different directions now because of this dang plant. <laughs> right. No, it's so, and you know, they re, every time you go to a different state, it's a reprogramming of how you should look at cannabis. You know what I mean? I don't know if it's a new teaching of how you should look at cannabis, but Chicago does it different from Nevada. Nevada does it different, apparently from Portland. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I really would love to see, and it's been a dream of mine, uh, like a, a bud tender exchange program from state to state, shop to shop. Hey, um, that's that where, you, where before you have to go, you have to be licensed by Nevada. That way you're all set. And one of your tenders comes to my shop, the little 900 square footer. And you see what it's like to deal with every single customer from security to bud tender to consultant all at once. You got like 10 minutes to do it. <laughs> Wow. So how and many people do you see on average, my friend? Uh, it's 45 people a day, about on okay. average. Is that you personally or just the whole shop? That's the whole shop from oh, wow. uh, 9 a.m. to 8 p.m. So what's a and, busy uh, day for you guys? 100 people. Interesting. That's And that's slamming. I, I don't normally sweat at work, and that'll make me sweat. <laughs> gotcha. But, but right now, we can only do one person in the back with us at a time because of the six foot rule yeah um we have full masks there's plexiglass up now uh at, at our shop there's normally we do it what we call buffet style you used to be able to crack the jar open for the customer and let them get a smell and a look oh my gosh you guys used to be able to crack the jars open i love that yeah we used to be able to open it right in front of you i'd put a glove on show a bud to you you can get a good profile of it oh um, now you have to rely on us yeah, it's always been like that for us yeah i mean for a short period of time we had smell jars but it's, it's kind of hard to keep those things fresh yeah that i've, I've learned that it, it was a difficult time for me sometimes when you crack that jar because we know once you start opening it 20 times a day yeah it just doesn't have that same punch right Right, it definitely leaves a little bit of potency. Yeah, so this is kind of a blessing for the product, not just the interaction, because now it forces bud tenders to do their job. To know their stuff, <laughs> yeah, you can't bullshit yeah. it. Because they're going to come back, they're going to know. Wow, yeah. yeah. Yeah, really good bud coming out of Portland. Man, that's awesome. So, would, yeah. dude, what's uh, what is that looking like for you down the road? Are you going to continue to butt ten? Do you see yourself doing anything in the managerial end, or moving from this point to another point in the cannabis community? Yeah. Uh, um, actually, when I came back from the awards, I became the manager of our shop. Oh right. shoot! Okay, yeah. nice. So I've been manager, uh, intake manager, bud tender manager, all. Like I said, it's a tiny shop, so when you get that, you're pretty much just – you have to do a lot. I love it. Um, but I'm in the process now of trying to get uh, into coaching. Okay. Coaching. Yeah. I, I, I want to do that for a living. I mean, I'll still bud tend if people need me to. I would love to do it, but I want to main present on getting, like, people 90-day programs where we can get in there get to their specific ailment and not have to see you eh, when you come into the shop. Okay. All right. So you kind of like personalize a little bit more. Yeah, I, I do. I want to be able to get to the specific person 
because like you only get four or five minutes to learn an ailment or get to know these people. So it'd be nice to implement something where you can call me, you know, that, that kind of situation. Yeah. It's a little bit more personal and intimate. Yeah, that would be nice. It would like I, I'm still kind of geeking off the idea of having some kind of um, like national butt tending conference where just butt tenders from all over the country just get together and just kind of you know just talk about what it's like in the industry in their you know own states and stuff and just kind of you know learn off each other like that would be awesome. Yeah, that's that's the way I think it'll, it'll be because we need to form a network of tenders. Um, uh, like I was saying before with that uh, exchange idea, another one was uh, a little platform where if somebody had a problem with a, a patient's ailment and they needed to instantly ask a little like think tank of bud tenders that would be available, you know, like a little that way we can all work together again. Yeah, that makes That's so amazing. much sense. It makes too much <laughs> sense. It's like, why does that, why does that not think already? <laughs> Uh, yeah, so uh, California just put in their first, um, or is it Colorado? I, no, I'm sorry. It's Colorado put in their first uh, vending machine. Oh, the automated tellers. Yes. Yes. Oh, I'm so afraid of that. What do you think about that? Well, I was, at first I was really hesitant. Um, and then I started reading on some of the explanations for it. Uh, one of the people said that it's more for the experienced customer that doesn't want to sit around in the lobby and wait to hear people get explained stuff. Um, it'll have the same menu available. So as far as that aspect, that's great. It gives us a chance to help people. But a robot selling, I don't like that. <laughs> right. Yeah. But I just think it's not experience that you can put into a machine you know what i mean because machines don't have feelings they can't empathize they don't you know what i mean mm -hmm. they're no, not I... the right path people are going to use it regardless of whether or not it was meant for the avid user or not mm -hmm. then you're going to get yeah. the people because i mean we get it a lot that people the people that think they know what they want or need because they read on the internet you know it's just indica sativa hybrid so you're going to get those I get people against, that, yeah. that goes to the machine. But, oh, yeah, I just Googled it. It says I need a, a Indica. And that's, you know, yeah. that's it. That's it. That lies the problem. That's when people get real hurt. Mm -hmm. um, one of the controversies I get into a lot is I, I truly believe that cannabis can increase some things that you really don't want to mess with. You know, like if you've got brachycardia or slow breathing, you know, Indicas might not be the best thing for you today. <laughs> right. You know, but most people, they just hear, oh, well, I don't want to be in the couch. Well, you might not think you're breathing if you have a problem with that. <laughs> exactly. And the same thing with your heart. Don't get all pumped out on sativa. Then you get your anxiety attack. Think you can have a heart attack kind of day. <laughs> so do so you guys seem like in a lot of states, we, there's a really kind of a shortage of cannabis or there's an overabundance of <laughs> cannabis there's really no happy medium what do you what do you find in uh oregon well the, there was the rumor last year that oregon having and their oversupply That's right. and um the most people when you think about it it's just 
rock, you know, the cannabis. Oh, this is what you're going to use. So that's what they count. Um, they actually count everything that you haven't destroyed at your farm as well. So all of the stuff you have sitting in your waste pile, it's considered cannabis and product. So that may be one third of our count is just garbage we're waiting to throw away. Okay, so, gotcha. so it's a, it's a dangerous game sometimes. <laughs> right. Yeah, they made it but, seem like you guys just had an abundance of weed just lying around that they don't do with it. Did we just have a ton of growers? Gotcha. I mean, and I think there's four farms within my house right now, 15, 20 minutes each direction. Yeah. On average, how many flower strains do you think you carry on average? 16. Nice. That is a really nice variety of cannabis for that size of a store, for real. From how many different cultivators? uh, I'd have to say at least seven. Oh, okay. That's not bad. Wow. Um, Think about the odds on that, right? So that's a lot of cultivation for 16 strains. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Some of these farms are ridiculous. Uh, We have one farm that they put a half a million dollars just in soil every year just to keep that live and good culture going so that's good stuff right there you got to ask when your vendors come to how's it growing what's it grown in how's this process is that bho what that's where we get our information from lucky for us that um all that information is required by the state like we have to have all that stuff or that information available for a customer, like if a customer asks, we have to give them that information. Down that is to such a blessing. Soil. Yeah. <laughs> you know, where us, it's you, you literally have to rely on the person behind the counter to either say, I'll look it up for you right now, or I already know that. So it's, that's where I, uh, in the last three years, I've never been into another shop but the one I work at. So if, besides if a- yours. If a cultivator says, yeah, we grew this, this type of way, is there a way for you guys to check that? Uh, it's it? pretty much either, well, can I get a, a tour of your farm? Oh. You know, when you ask that, they go, oh, yeah, okay. But uh, we have never had somebody really try to pull anything like that. If anything, it's uh, just the people that show up with open manifests. I don't know if you guys have that there. Um Folks will just show up with random totes full of products, like oh uh, like God. like the Schwann's guy just pulled up. Um, no way. Oh yeah, um, there's a Portland Cannabis Collective, I think the name, and they have a white van that just pulls up, and they have shelves of products, flour, concentrates, ed- yeah, you name it, it's in there. You order and, from them, the next yeah. day their product comes. Oh, so does your company order from them? Yeah, we we have to order everything. We do not get to do anything in-house, except for if we want to pack pre-rolls. Okay, gotcha. No, we can't either. You have your cultivation. If it's attached, it has to be a separate entity. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? If it's in the building, it has to be a separate entity completely. Um, But for the most part, most cultivations in Nevada are completely separate source from their dispensaries. See, there are, I think, two or three in Oregon that actually have their own 
farm in the back, a little indoor greenhouse or indoor setup. That's what I was going to ask next. Are there any dispensaries out there that are like vertically integrated that do everything? Mm-hmm. Um, there's one that I know of. It's top shelf and they actually do everything and are a vendor as well. You can get their flower and stuff in your shop. Um, but really it's, it's, it's too much money. You have to have so much money to do your shop. And then on top of that, you got your grow permit. And then on top of that, you have this. So they kind of screw you and not do it. Right. I do believe, and I might say that I'm, I'm not, don't quote me on this high butt tender listeners. Uh, <laughs> um, I think that in Chicago, you, if you, um, have a dispensary you have to have a cultivation that's attached to that dispensary so like curl leaf has a dispensary right and then they also do the cultivation for curl leaf oh wow dispensaries yeah so for them i think that they're kind of attached to that they can buy from other cultivations and have those cultivations at their store but they have to have an in-house cultivation like a, an exclusive, basically. So they have to have like, right. a, uh, like an in-house brand? Basically, it has to be their own company's flower. So they have to be like one entity. You have to have the cultivation license and the dispensary license at the same time. And that's where it gets you. Having those two licenses is a real big overhead, especially was, for smaller places. Yeah, I was just about to say, yeah. like, that's fucked up for the little guy who's just really good at growing. And like that's all they want to do. Well, I don't think that that puts out even the market for those people. I think it's just the people that do have money, like, you know, the bigger companies, the larger, the ones that are most established now. Um, And if you notice, even in uh, Arizona, they've, Curlief is there now, you know what I mean? So it's just a lot of big. Yeah, they've been here forever. Yeah. And do you guys have Curlief as well? Well, we have curly products, but okay. yeah, as but, do we. Yeah, that's a huge umbrella, though. I mean, that's. Yeah. <laughs> but I think that's what we're going to start seeing more and more of is the oh. larger companies that start off. They already started their bases in you know California, like Cookies and Jungle Boys and Runts, and you know all these different. Uh, Places that are going to be putting their own, you know, companies to be just larger conglomerates because I feel like they have the kind of collateral to open more and more stores. And that's the kind of money that big, large cities like Chicago like yeah. because it's set money for them. That's uh, one thing I saw with Winberry. That's a company that we had uh, in Oregon. We, mm. Our store was one of the first four stores to carry them. <clears throat> They're out here too. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. They just, then they went and to California, then they hit you guys. And now they're, you know, it's one of those things that just went from, Hey, we like to sell and in the industry to, well, you guys got suit and ties now. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Talk about price points instead of products. Yeah. It changed real quick. And that's Mm -hmm. the, I mean, we talk about it a lot. That's the thing that we, I don't want to say fear, but, that's what, like we don't like it. Like, we don't like that part of the the corporatization, if I can yeah. say that, of what's no, going to happen. Yeah, 
I was and I, I was curious on how you, the feeling of your shop was because as a small town guy, you know, you guys are like Goliath, you know. <laughs> And it, I was curious to see if it was going to be that feeling, the the suit and tie feeling. And I was blown away that it was the exact opposite of what I thought it would be. I feel, you know what? It's, it's a mix because we definitely get the suit and tie. Um, it's, it's, a, it's a healthy mix of both. I would mm-hmm. say that. Oh, the, the clientele was amazing. We got to, my wife and I talked with an older couple for 15 minutes. Didn't even realize we were at a dispensary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that was a very good family environment for being such a giant place. Yeah, for yeah, for sure. Um, no. It makes it a little special that we can still be that big, but have somewhat of a, somewhat of that cannabis culture still, still there. Yeah, that, that's... Uh, I could imagine that's tough for you guys down there, especially just tourists and having to constantly keep it fresh. Um, where we have that small town. When you come to Buddha's, you're coming to for to see the guy that doesn't wear shoes, or you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, totally. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm totally interested. I, I think that that swapping over of dispensaries, you need to put that in a can and sell it on the shelf because. That is brilliant. I that, would love to do that. That that would make me super happy to go to a really small town and be like, let me see what this is like. You know what I mean? For the day. Yeah, I don't know look. if I have this breakdown because I'm so used to seeing like 55 to 70 people a day. <laughs> so, yep. it, But the cool thing is you get to spend, uh, sometimes you won't have a customer for an hour and that one customer that you have will want to chew your ear for that hour. And that's yeah. the good times. But yeah. then you get your 20, half of your customers in an hour. So that's like, oh, whoa, whoa. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right. No, I, I get it. You have your you have your busy times. And then you also have your, like, slow times, too. Like, we today, we had slow time, but we had some busy moments, like spurts. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I would uh, I'd definitely like to see... Uh, there's a place up in uh, that inspired it was uh, Green Hop is uh, in Portland, a dispensary I'd, I've always wanted to go to, haven't had a chance. But they did uh, a program a long time ago. I don't know if they did it where you could go there and work in more of a diverse market for people that don't have that opportunity. They work in a very one-sided area. And that's kind of what it inspired the idea of why not, you know? Yeah. I definitely, but I'm, I don't, I don't know, I hate to keep going back on this, but I'm stuck on that, like, getting butt tenders from all over together for a couple of days and just talking about the industry. Yep. I, I feel like that's not that, I don't want to say it's not that hard, but it's it's very doable, man. We can do that. It it, it, it would be the best part if uh, butt tenders, and we all know this, uh, we don't make a whole bunch. It's not like we're we're scraping and scrapping a lot of us, but we don't make a whole lot for vacations and trips. Um, if everybody were to pitch in, it would cover everyone, you know. If we treated it like a community, like we call it, it would do it. Let's do that shit. <laughs> that was even... Just just tell people, bud tenders only, no vendors, no no 
sponsors no oh for sure for sure that's not exactly exactly how it has to be yeah that way nobody has a a, a game yeah like nobody everybody's just there is. to be together yeah. that'd be amazing well see now i have some time to plan that got a little bit of time need a lot of area for six feet <laughs> <laughs> yeah so yeah in between you know your your one customer hour you can start start planning that. You got it, and uh, I'll put studying aside. No problem. No. Everything else. I don't think I don't think my family would like that. I've just stopped studying. I'm getting a little trouble for that. I'm just joking. So I like to ask everybody, man, what do you feel about federally legalized legalizing cannabis? I think it'd be a good thing. Well, 100%. Just. Like I was saying earlier, federal legalization will give everybody that's afraid to try this medicine access to it, even if they're doing it in the privacy of their own home with their grandkid that knows how to do it. You know, wow. right now you're all everyone still lives in fear of it, and that's a big issue. You shouldn't have to look behind your door or look behind this, even if it's recreational in your state. I know people that still do that. Myself included, I get freaked out when I leave the shop with stuff on me. I feel like um, we get customers a lot that say, "Like, man, I feel weird just being here doing this." Mm-hmm. Right. Sometimes I don't get it, or I have to step out of myself to understand where they're coming from. Well, here, here's something. When, when I go, my wife and I've been coming to Vegas for uh, events for a few years now uh, at the Hard Rock, and we came for the bud tender awards and we don't ever have cannabis when we're there. So this time it was even me being a, a person in the industry, it was weird to come by it just in the city I was in. So right. That that was, uh, that caused a, a little bit of a malfunction for me <laughs> at the, the award show. Uh, <laughs> Cause I, I didn't, think i was needed to get that high oh, it so like a, it sounds like a story what, what happened at the award show <laughs> yeah um, it does sound like a little story <laughs> yeah i uh th- the night of the awards i thought eating my wild edibles would be enough so i didn't get medicated um i have partial complex seizures oh. with, from brain injuries so we were down there hanging out. I started glitching. Um, the awards were coming up. I was actually telling my wife, Teresa, if she could tell uh, the other tenders that I can't be here and I was going to walk out. Um, and I told her, they give the person that was next to me the award. Uh, next thing you know, the award came up. I got called, and I went through that whole thing having seizures. Oh it was, wow! It was kind of intense. <laughs> oh, wow, dude! I did not know that. No, it, it, it's been a close to the hip thing with the family, but some people wow. know around here. It's, but it, it should be known. Yeah, it's. It, that's it was a bummer. You, you missed a whole bunch of stuff afterwards, but. In the end, the experience was amazing. Oh, yeah, no doubt. Yeah. And let me tell you, well-deserved on your end. 
um, read up a lot about you from the Bud Tender Awards. Yeah. I'm going through. I, I I really miss the fact that we didn't get a chance to get to know each other a little bit better. But I'm super excited that we were able to do this tonight because, dude, you're just as awesome as you are on Instagram, and yeah. uh, you definitely deserve that award 100. percent You as well. You you got you have been killing it down there. You're a huge inspiration and influence to everywhere in the industry, not just Vegas. Thank you. That's my dog. That's my dog. Thank you, my dude. And please keep up this podcast. I've listened to every episode. I got it. Yeah. Keep it up. Appreciate you, man. (laughs) Thanks, man. I really appreciate that 100%. Like, no doubt. Sleepy Joe, before we let you go, earlier Mm -hmm. you called RSO something else. What did you call it? Uh, FECO, full extract concentrated oil, cannabis oil, sorry. Full extract cannabis, okay. That's yeah. different. Mm-hmm. Have you heard that before, Rocky? No, that's, this is the first time. That's so cool um, for me. RSO, is just, it's Rick Simpson oil. Everybody knows that, so it's kind of like the generic term in my mind. Um, right. And that's not saying taking anything away from what he's created. That stuff's insane. But... It, it kind of uh, is giving not the right name to people when they're looking for something. It's giving a generalization because this guy made it, you know, and, and to me, that's kind of an issue because there's multi-strain there's, and that's where most people go RSO because it's just a conglomerate of goop that gets put in there. (laughs) Right. and that's that's something that was super effective. We all know the Charlotte's Web story, which that's a tear tear jerker. Yeah. <laughs> um, but with the FECO, they can go strain specific now in some places. Like we have twenty three different strains in the cannabis oil. What twenty three? Yeah. yeah, I have twenty. I have more strains in uh, medicine than I do in flower. That's how much oh. that I, I get rid of it. And explain it to people. Oh my god, I am gonna head over there. I'm over there right now. Anniversary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, nope. I've got a lot of it. We got you covered. <laughs> that's freaking amazing. And, that's, and go ahead. We do thirty percent at our shop for you guys nice. for your industry. Nice. Ooh, shit. Yes. Bro, just about to say road trip. <laughs> that might be the first um the our first location for our conference <laughs> hey our north california there we go that's it that'd be a good spot this is the farthest west you can go in the contiguous united states you can't go any farther that's what's up yeah we got that's a it. lighthouse right on the pot and that's why i love having butt tenders from all over because we learn something different every time um before we learned about the um, instead of calling it the black market, call it the traditional market because that's what it really is. That's the traditional. Oh, I like that. Yeah, and um, you just put us on about the, you know the cannabis oil. Like I, I, I love that, and I love the way you explained it. So I, yeah, I appreciate you, man. You schooled us a little bit. Uh, you guys have schooled me a lot during these last episodes, man. That's why I enjoy it. What you do, it's not only your guys' chemistry, but what you can bring out of people when you're on the air. That's nice. You fucking killed it. So as we do with everybody, man, 
You have to let us know what you've been smoking on lately. Well, this whole time I've been smoking on some sweet diesel from that farm I was talking about in Portland called Puds Buds. Um, oh, wow. And what's the cross on that sweet diesel? I know sour diesel, right? What yeah. Sweet this, this, I believe the sweet in it is one of their, it's one of their strains. They have an ice cream cake that I have too. Ugh. Ridiculous. It's one of my but, favorites. Yeah, I, I, it's, I believe it's OG Kush. I'm looking it up right now. Yep, right there. OG. I knew it. God damn it. Don't doubt oh, yourself, cool. people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's my last piece of, yeah, don't doubt yourself, damn it. Stuff like that happens. <laughs> Are you a concentrate smoker? Um, I smoke everything. Uh, like I said, I, I don't let anything in the shop. I'll admit cartridges, I don't do anymore. Okay. I don't. I don't touch them. Right. Um, everything else, yep, diamonds, waxes, butters, all of it. What's your preferred method of consumption? Flour, concentrates, ed- edibles. It would. It used to be flour. I'd have to say now it's edibles. Okay. Right on. Um, nice. It, it, I had COPD diagnosed, and I went down the road with just. I stuffed my body full of carophyllin or carophyllin, whatever we want to call it here, and just. It, pumped out the expectorant opened up that breathway and that's how it started just eating it smoking it walking <laughs> awesome that's yeah. amazing what's, what's your dosage or it just depends the, on what you got going on um uh, i start my day with 200 okay. okay yeah i get 200 of the feco depending on the strain for the day um and then i take one full dropper of delta nine on my uh-huh. tongue yeah, and let that sit. That's nice because it's the mucosal now. It's a little bioavailability instead of having to wait underneath your tongue and all that. It goes damn near in ten minutes. Nice. So that's my morning regimen. And then throughout the day, I, I pretty good for about five hours. Then I get home and medicate again. That's when I start smoking. Gotcha. Nice. Yeah, that level out the cannabinoids. <laughs> There you go. Gerard, what are you smoking on, man? Ah, uh, man, I've been smoking on. I just just finished up some um, garlic cookies from Matrix Chemistry. Still Ooh. smoking on that. I picked some more up. Some of my favorite right now. And I got some of this um some Mac from our boy um uh, Sensitive Exotics. That's what I've been smoking on the Sensitive Exotics. Yeah, man, he always comes through. Never let me down. Beautiful, beautiful flower. What do you? So yeah, no, that's, about, that's about the dust for me. So now, um, Joe, quick, quick question. Well, if anybody has any questions for you, or they have, uh, they want to know anything about the industry or anything like that, is there any way that they can reach you? Yeah, um, you can hit me up on Instagram. It's uh, Sleepy Joe Po, and they can get a hold of me there. And I'm also working on a couple things with a uh, company called Althea and they're helping me out with uh, allowing community courses to help nice. teach bud tenders. So that's a good thing. Nice. Man, oh, I, I man. promise you, if you get that up and going, I will come out there and help you with whatever. And, um, yeah, yeah. Dude. That, that, that means a lot. I appreciate that. Yeah, that's no real. doubt. No doubt. Yeah. So yeah. Any, uh, 
people out there, if you're from Chicago, listen, if I was wrong about earlier, please let us know via email. Um, or you can send us a DM at Instagram. Uh, Instagram is the best way for us. And that's at Hi Bud Tenders. Um, uh, thank you guys for listening to us. We really appreciate you. Um, to everybody who does, we love you. Um, yes. Get the word out if you can. And as always, stay high, butt tenders. <laughs>